Hi everyone, um, Scott here. Uh, this recording was done before the tragic passing of uh, Coventry Players assistant coach Dale Keane. We we did think about taking the recording down, but the Dale I know that absolutely loved this sport and he'd probably be a bit pissed off if we did take it down. So absolute thoughts and love with his family and friends and I'll pay tribute to Dale on next week's recording but yeah here's this week's episode Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Free on Free podcast. Don't worry, David will be here a little later. But it's a welcome back off the injured reserve list to Jonathan Williams. How are you, mate? I've missed you. Oh, I can't have missed you, but I'm feeling better. Alexis, I do love you. Yeah, a little bit out of practice, boys. Obviously, my voice is a little bit better. Feeling a bit sorry for myself. I've got to miss my holiday because of it, but... Uh, Good to be back and seeing you both. That wasn't as diva-ish as I thought it'd be, so yeah, welcome back, mate. And we are joined by Greg Hewish. Greg, how are you? I'm really good. Thank you very much. Yes, glad to be back on. Oh, well, you will be really good. The, the devils are flying. Right, highlights, boys, Jam. Um, was a highlight, but I think the most important, I think, uh, weekend near the bottom was Dundee. I think they're starting to look like they're going to come a ninth place team and maybe... My forecast would have borne fruit after all. Um, great weekend for them. Beat Coventry away. I'm sure there may be a few things to talk about about that later. Um, battered Glasgow tonight. Jardine's first ever away game, which surprised me. Um, for a guy that was going to give up on watching his team completely next season, for the last three seasons, that is. He goes to his first away game and sees his team get battered. So, yeah, Dundee four-point weekend. I think it's quite a big, important weekend for them. And maybe they look a little bit more odds-on for playoffs now. Jardine, he, you know, he gets annoyed with by that. No, Jardine, Jardine. We, we've established oh, okay. this a long, long time yeah. ago. All right. okay. He can make all his fancy, fancy names, but he's still Jardine to me. Okay, bestie. Uh, Greg, highlight. Uh, talking about four-point weekends, I think it's got to be another one for the Devils. Um, cracking game on Saturday, taking out uh, Sheffield, which hasn't happened very really often this year. And then a great comeback win tonight against Guildford. Uh, which didn't look on the cards right until the third period, but we've put it at the back again. So uh, apart from the blip against Nottingham, as we always do in the week, uh, we're still on a good run. No highlights out of Coventry this weekend, but uh, a highlight from what I've seen is Cole Uli's penalty shots to get the win against Guildford. Uh, the first one, I, I, I really don't know how he gets it in. Some some great stick work. For, for from Cole Uli. So, first topic, and it's one that's not reared its head for a while. We've got to talk Dops. There was two incidents this week. We'll start with Brendan Harms for a dangerous punch. That's a new one on me. Um, any qualms from that one, boys, Greg? Uh, I, I don't think so, no. Um, we was at the game last week and didn't quite get a good view of it when it happened, but you could tell from the reaction of the players just after he punched Crawford you know they were happy and for Batch to have come back and have a go at him 
they must have thought it was bad because he doesn't get involved at all at the moment. Um, and then when you look when you look at it back and you see the, the, the video on the dots and see what he actually did, it's a straight punch. He connects. Crawford goes down, obviously, you know, a bit too easy. Uh, but you can't have no complaints about what he's done and, and, and what the outcome was. John? Yeah, I thought it was a cheap, dirty play. Bit of a naughty play for me. Obviously, Crawford, and he's quite, you know, we all know he's quite a lippy guy, but he wasn't expecting a punch then and a bit naughty. And uh, I know people say he went down easy, maybe. But yeah, I, I'm I'm all for a ban for that. It was a bit uh, unnecessary and it was, it was a dirty play. I thought it was a bit of a cowardly play, personally. Yeah, well, it was a full glove punch. I've mm-hmm. not received one myself, but I'm 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 not fancying that. Um, yeah, to Nick Jamie. Ma- oh, but to Nick Jamie McElroy's uh, tweet from uh, the other day, he said it's a shame they didn't call it a harmful punch. I I, I quite like that. A little bit involved, yeah. Um, I I don't like it. I think it's very very naughty. Ben Bounds was not interested at all. He was sipping his water bottle. I found that quite amusing. Um. I'd struggle to call for anything more than one game. Um, two, maybe, but I think Dops have got that one right. So, yeah, right on that one. But one maybe we're not so sure on is Pete Russell's fine. He chucks a water bottle on the ice, a pathetic chuck of a water bottle, but it is still uh, he still chucks it onto the ice in the direction of a referee. He's a bit gobby. Uh, you can, if you can mouth read, you can hear what he says. Um, I noticed people kept saying about Tom Coolan getting a ban. I'll come to that shortly. But your initial impressions of is a fine enough, John, or would you have liked seen a ban? I think you've got to go again, which we talk about all the time: consistency. I know certain people, Greg being one of them, trying to sort of justify a non-ban by saying, "Oh, you know." It should have been a fine just for cooling. And like always in a situation, if you're the team that's got away with it, you're always going to defend it. If you're the opposition, you're always going to justify a ban in that situation. For me, I think it's definitely, if, if you've banned one guy uh, for, for a game, okay, because he had two games in Cooling's case, you've got to ban Russell. Um, there's a massive game obviously coming up after that, which obviously we all know is Sheffield against Cardiff. Does that come into the thinking of Dops? Do they want to sort of have that kind of uh, controversy? But then again, there's no surprise when certain people are running Dops, which effectively influencing them in what they decide to do. And maybe that shows where the lack of consistency comes from. Yeah, one bad game for me. Um, but then to be, I think he punished himself anyway, taking that penalty as he did when the Devils had like what, five minutes to get back in the game, five and a half minutes. Very, very stupid play, selfish play. Especially when he's got involved in a situation where it was a good goal. Okay, maybe if on the bench you don't see the angle, he just sees the goal was washed off and then given. But okay, we maybe we had the benefit of seeing the replay. We knew it was a goal pretty much straight away. We expected that to get given afterwards. So I'm sure there's reasons for getting so angry. But the result of it was, it was always going to be a goal. He didn't have any grounds for kicking off in reality. And he's put his team on a, on a penalty kill uh, in a very important part of the game. And to some extent, losing that game in Nottingham has undone the good work of being Sheffield last night. Because if you think about it, as of Wednesday morning, as of, and as, of, as we record Sunday night, the gap is exactly the same. But there's three games less to play now. So had yeah. 
Cardiff gone on to win that game and then carried out the run on into the weekend and been 15 on the trot, okay, the gap would still be 10 points rather than 12. But I think Sheffield would be a little bit more antsy with a team win- winning 15 on the bounce than a team that's now on a two on the bounce. So Russell, I think, let himself down there a little bit. Um, but Dops, we've talked about it many times, there's no consistency. And I, I, I wonder whether if that game coming up was against, say, Fife, they'd have chucked a, a one game in, almost thinking, well, it doesn't really matter. I think they won the, the head coach off the bench in a game as big as Saturday. Probably not. They don't want the the, 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 you know, the grief that comes with that sort of a decision, really. Greg, you were on Twitter, you were saying it's not a ban, basically. You were sticking up for your coach, but expand on that and expand how silly it was from Pete when you notoriously lose in Nottingham, but there was still five minutes to play. Nottingham, you, you can surely fancy yourself to get back in the game like you did uh, in the Guildford game at the weekend. It's a, it's a bit silly by your boss, isn't it? Yeah, it, look, it is. And he shouldn't have lost his way, way like he did. Um, and and like, I agree with some of the things that John's just said now about that. And perhaps, you know, he hadn't didn't have a good view of, of that goal that went in. And that's what led to what he'd done with throwing the bottle. Um, and yeah, I did um, tweet over the weekend about saying, yeah, I thought that the fine was, was, was correct. And uh, sort of being sort of backed up in certain quarters by that. Um, Keith got exactly the same fine for a very similar offence um, a year or so back. So there's president set already there for that. Um, did Keith chuck anything on the ice? Sorry. Apparently so. Yes. Okay. So according to, uh, one of the guys who was tweeting about it on the weekend, Finneen Cardiff, and he tends to know about Belfast <laughs> if anybody else does. Um, but, uh, but he holds Was that the slam in the door one, Greg? Was that the slam in the door incident? I when don't think it was... Like, just... okay, no, he's he... maybe got a few like things under his, uh, under his belt over the years, but I can only think of the one recently when he was like, slamming the door. I have to double check when it was that one. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I'll double check on that. Um, but also, he said about the Coolan incident, and the reason why he had a ban was because he actually received two game penalties for the for the one incident. Right. Whereas, Can I interrupt there then? There, there's. So, I, like I say, that's why I'm thinking he's saying that's a ban rather than just a fine. But okay, how does he know that? Purely on the statement from Dops. So I'll share with you the Dops statement on Tom Coolan. The Elite League Department of Player Safety is automatically reviewed an incident involving Five Flyers coach Tom Coolan. Effectively, Five Flyers head coach Tom Coolan is fined and is suspended for one game. So it says an incident. doesn't say what he got and what why he's been banned. So it just shows there that you can't just go on effectively presuming because the adopts department have not given us the actual information we we require. An incident, mm. there you go, have a ban. It's ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, yeah well, I'll, I'll take that on a piece. I'm not saying Finney's wrong, but I don't know where he's got his information from. Maybe he has got it from some way. I mean, he does stats for Cardiff, so perhaps he's got some information. I don't know, but Regardless of of that, I still I I'd still think that if Kula got a fine for what he did, I I wouldn't disagree with that. 
the same as Russell getting a fine for what he did. Um, yes, he threw something onto the ice. If it had hit somebody or he'd thrown it at somebody, you're talking a whole different scenario there, which should lead to a ban for that. Uh, but it was just an act of petulance, basically. I'm I'm all for the ban there. Anyone who chucks anything on the ice because the attempt is there, just because you got a shit aim and a shit throw, doesn't make it any more. I think you just yeah. set such a bad example that you can't to not ban anyone. Because not, what what happens next season when it happens again? Well, then it, when it does hit someone, everyone be like, oh my god, he hit the ref. Well, yeah, because people have been getting away with chucking stuff on the ice. Keep the stuff that's supposed to be off the ice off the ice. For me, he should have sat. And I'm 100% with Mr. Williams that they didn't sit him because they thought, oh, shit, it's a Sheffield game. I I, 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 don't, I don't take that. Great, 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 come on. I don't, I don't. <laughs> take those blinkers <laughs> off, Greg. You, you know full well. If that was they a, didn't a, ban him because there's a game coming up. I, agree, man, uh, really? I think we're that petty. Really? You, 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 you clearly, you, you've been around this league a long time. You know who pulls the string in this league. You know where inconsistencies are, and you know they typically tend to go towards uh, the so-called bigger clubs. Um, if that was a game against Dundee or Fife, they'd have given a token one-game ban. Bean, oh, we've done our bit now, we've done it. Come on. If you believe for one second that has had no influence or <sighs> contribute towards the lack of a ban, I think that's a little bit naive in the extreme. Mr. Jewish. <laughs> I, I just think it's a a, a sort of convenient. Um, yes, convenience. Yes. Yeah. Well exactly. said, Mr. Ewish. And the thing with the Tom Collin incident, it was we had video of Tom Collin saying he couldn't hear, he couldn't hear, and that was never taken into account. Nah, shit show. And he's really old as well. Every he's reason seventy to say years old now. Like, hey, I just, if you chuck stuff, chuck stuff on the eyes, you should get a ban. Pathetic. Grow up, Pete. Right. Um, anyway, we'll move on. We'll move on. And uh, oh no, actually, shit show by Cardiff. That was a pathetic third period. Again, um, oh. when was the last time you won in Nottingham? It's not acceptable. <laughs> what was going on? Well, I think we've lost. I think it's seven of the last eight games. There, it's, it's five on the trot as well. Ridiculous. And four two up going into the third. It's just inexcusable. It's just yeah, because you oh. conceded. Late in the second, we switched off. To, uh, it's not. Oh, it was a. It, it was a weird one. You kind of had like an arrogance about you that the game was done, which is bizarre because of the the form you were on was what twelve in a row going into it. Yeah. Um, but it it happened. But let's talk about the game on Saturday in Cardiff. A big one. We all think the league's done, but Cardiff to get the win. What was the game like? I think both of you boys uh, watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it. Um, I, I thought the game itself was excellent, and I think it helped that the the, the refs sort of did keep their whistles to a minimum and, and sort of called what they what they needed to, and the game just flowed, and it was just two teams just going at each other for the full sixty minutes, uh, with you know desire, skill, physicality. It was it, it had everything for that game, um, and. It just showed that they are. It's, I just should say, it's it's a bit frustrating because it sort of showed what we can do, at Cardiff. And I think if we had started the season a bit more consistently, we wouldn't be in this position where we're sort of twelve points behind 
and, and the league's gone. Um, so it was a bit frustrated from that part. But the actual game itself, I say, was excellent. And, and there's very little in it throughout, I thought. Um, uh, it, it was just a case of take chances when you can. Uh, but you know, hats off to both teams. They just sort of thought, right, we're going to go hammer and tongs, get it done. And, and, and that was it. Um, but... What I thought, what got me was sort of after the game was the fact of some of the reaction from the Sheffield fans towards that loss, and it was like, I don't know whether it's a case of you know their arse is starting to go, or is it just a few of them are a little bit entitled as because they've had such a good season? Um, you know, in, in a usual case, it's not everyone who's saying the same thing, but you know, it's don't be such a dick about it. <laughs> you've you've lost was it your fourth or fifth game of the whole season? it's not going to change anything. But the, the, one of the telltale signs about it is the fact that they go to the webcast straight away and blame the bias of the webcast. There's no bias on the webcast. They, no, let, let me rephrase that. There's a little bit of bias when they score a goal and they get excited because they're fans of the club. And I think you get that with pretty much every webcast you, 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 you buy. Some are worse than others, but generally they'll get excited when they score a goal. But other than that, they were fair. They were calling penalties which had been missed, and they were agreeing from a Sheffield point of view as much as Cardiff's. They were calling the plays fairly, um, very complimentary towards the Sheffield team. Uh, I don't think they could have done much else really for, to, to make it a little more of a fair webcast. Uh, so that that did sort of get to me a bit. Well, your brother is the yeah. the main. Co- if if anyone's going to tell. And be honest with uh, somebody. It's going to be going to be honest with your brother, aren't you? So, um, I mean, I've listened to many Cardiff webcasts, and I've never felt like that. Even when we've had a few wins in Cardiff, um, it was, well, a couple of years ago now. But like, I've I've never felt that. I thought it was bizarre attitude to have from the Sheffield fans. It, it is. No, no, no. It's not. It's not. And then, but it's sort of like I say, it just builds momentum, then, doesn't it? And people jump on the on that little bandwagon and sort of sort of start going for it. So it's it is an odd one. It is an odd one. Um, and then the other one was all our goals were offside. <laughs> Obviously, we had two empty net goals in that. But it's like, come on, let's give a bit of credit as well. We just do. You know, we we took the game. To Sheffield and, and played very well. Um, I thought we, we, I thought we closed down that neutral zone very well last night and sort of stopped that sort of rush from Sheffield coming forward. Um, you know, the, they were saying the refs missed calls. You know, Sheffield didn't play that well. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy your running. You've got a, a massive lead. You're going to win the league for the first time in whatever it is seven years. Just enjoy the, just enjoy the procession. It's gonna, it's, it's gonna be fun. Don't let it go to your head. Just, oh, I don't know. Just wound me up. Really wound me up last night about it, and and especially after the game. If it was one of those games that was like a, a sort of damp, damp squib and just you know it, it failed to live up to expectations. Fair enough, but it wasn't. It was it was a cracking game between two really good sides. Um, either side could have won it last night. Easy, you know, it was just that close. Um, but uh, you know, just just get off your high horses, Sheffield. Come on. God, Craig's actually given an opinion, not on the fence. <laughs> okay, Greg. <laughs> Mr. Tory is uh, now no longer a Tory. Uh, I must confess, I didn't actually watch the game. Um, I do love Gaz and Dan, nothing to do with them. It's the one webcast I will not spend a penny buying. 
Um, so I didn't see it. Um, Isabel watched it. I watched little bits of the second. So I'm not overly qualified to what I did watch a lot of the game. Um, I had to go and pick my daughter up as well from London in the third. So in terms of having an opinion on the overall 60, I haven't really got one because I'd be a fraud and I haven't really seen a lot of it. Listen, I mean, the reality is there's the best two teams by an absolute mile. You know, going into the last, what, minute and a half, whatever it was, two minutes is a 2-1 game. Uh, both teams, from my understand, hit the, hit the post or crossbar. Very close game. So maybe 4-1 is a flattering score at the end of it. But good for Cardiff. Obviously, beating Sheffield is always um, seen as being a very good night. Um, and you can't blame the fans for being happy, obviously. But in the grand scheme of things, nothing's changed, as I said before. You know, that game against Nottingham is where they've shot themselves in the foot a little bit. Because to me, you know, with them obviously having lost on Wednesday and then beating Sheffield, if you flip those results around and they beat Nottingham away and got beat home to Sheffield, it's the same outcome. So it doesn't really affect the, the the grand scheme of things in terms of the league. Um, I'm sure it'll give Cardiff a lot of confidence, to be fair, because teams can't find a way to beat Sheffield this season. Um, and with big games coming up, and who knows, they're potentially playoff, uh, you know, competing with each other at some point, you know, semi-final, maybe more likely the final. Um, so to beat Sheffield, I'm sure, will give them a lot of confidence. I think it just goes to show they made a lot of progress under Russell as well. I know they've obviously lost a lot of silly games over the season, mm. games they really be kicking themselves over now. The games against like Manchester at home, for example, five away. I know all teams go through it where, oh, if only we didn't lose that game, if only we didn't lose that game. December was when they really kind of came in stuck a little bit, really. Um, and in fact, December, Greg Hoy know better than me, I think seven losses, I think, in December, I think they, they had. It was, yeah. yeah, I think it seven. was seven. We lost like four yeah. in a row at one stage. Yeah, and and you know, to counterbalance that, they've won some incredible games and come back against five from three down. Greg was there for that. They came back against Guildford twice as well. So they've got heart in that team and they, they've got a battling team. They're fucking miles out of Belfast. Fucking miles out of Belfast. You know, I think now they're definitely the, the, back in with the top two giants, well, no pun intended, in the league. Um, Belfast have fallen away massively, so... I'm sure they'll take heart from how much they've progressed from last year. They're way better than Belfast. Clearly, at the moment, better than Guildford as well. Um, a team they, they seem to find a way to beat, especially away. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's exciting. I'm sure had they won a few more games early in the season, it'd be even more of an exciting running, really. But with 14 games to go, 12-point deficit, still still too much. Um, it's still too much. And I think that, you know, Good luck to the fans who enjoyed themselves. They maybe got a bit carried away last night thinking that they're back in the title race, but they're not. But I think the bigger picture is it'll probably help them later in the season if they do face each other in the playoffs because when they need, they'll need to know they've got it in them to, to beat Sheffield because you can't see many teams have got that feeling this year of knowing how to beat them. Yeah, no, you're right. It, it, like you're saying, it's, it's, it is, isn't going to change anything as regards to the outcome of the league. And... I think, you know, some, some of your Sheffield fans need to start saying that. It's all this rubbish about, you know, oh, no, we've been burned before. Well, when have we been? When have we been burned before? <laughs> I can't remember that. I don't know if you two, guys can. Um, yeah, but, two years ago, they were, they were walking it, weren't they? And year before, I, I think. For Christmas, it's not as if it was snatched from their hands. It was like, yeah, it was like a, sort of a slow death. It wasn't over the, over the course of that season, but... Um, yeah, you know, just, 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 you know, crack off over there. But it's, it's, it's a bit sort of annoying, like, because Pete Russell said in his interview last night about they did everything last night that they didn't do the last time they played over Christmas when they got beat 5 0. Um, so it just goes to show that, you know, when we're on it and they're buying into the P 
Pete Russell ethos or in, in his systems that they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. But yeah, your point about the playoffs as well, interesting. It could come down to that final two. And uh, so it gives them something to think about, I suppose. To my money, the, sorry, Scotty. Oh, you're you back, in, you? Fucking hell. Yeah, well, I, I didn't think it interrupt you, to be fair. I went to talk at the same time as you. There's not that interrupting. Well, you know what I was about. You're just being you. Just on, because you're talking about your fucking not given goal last time, which I'm sure you're keen to talk about. Don't take it on. I wasn't finished with this section. You carry on. Come on. There we go. So I'm contributing towards the section, if that's okay, then. Yes, carry on. I've lost my chain of thought almost now because of you. Such a bully. I mean, what I would say is it's, it's clear now that they're head and shoulders the best two now. There's no one even close to Cardiff and Sheffield right now. That includes Belfast, that includes Guildford. Everyone else is just playing for playoff positions right now, aren't they, really? And those two teams are just back being the biggest powerhouses in the league and Belfast just looking on in awe, really. What I will say is this very looks nailed on. I know you shouldn't say that for it to be the, the playoff final. And I think that's what the... If my team don't get don't get to the final four, I think that's what, as a neutral, would like to see. I don't want to see three overtimes like they did when they, with the Levi Nelson goal. I just want to see a, a cracking game. And if my team aren't there, and it, I don't want to see just a blowout for Sheffield. And I really hope this Cardiff Devils team can stop the Grand Slam. Go on, so come on, the Devils, and they had a great comeback performance in Guildford tonight to keep some sort of run going and even Batch got a bit bit heated. He did. So yeah, no. Um Chad Chad got a game as well, which is did he? he did. Yeah. He did. I literally didn't even know that. Um so who didn't play then? Uh Bush, he got a he got a dirty slash from Dowd last night. Took him up the game. Was it dirty? Yes. Oh okay. Naughty golden golden child whatever you call it these weeks <laughs> uh anyway so we move on and we we'd be amiss not to talk about the commentary place um and i know you're going to take the piss but we'll just say that we had a power play and kim talbert got called for embellishment i know you're going to take the piss and say it was a dive it wasn't a dive it was a a, a full-blown tripping call for me but my bugbear on the game last night was with 20 odd seconds to go the puck goes into the net the ref call a, a goal who is standing over the puck behind the net goal on the ice they go to video review there is no overhead camera so they can't see another angle they can only see what the ref seen with his eyes above the net and then they just say no goal now I'm of the understanding and elite league I know you'd like to not ignore everyone but I'm understanding that the rule is if you've not got any reason to not give the call on the ice it it don't overchange, so I feel a bit aggrieved about what happened last night, and um, I'm a bit pissed off, boys. First of all, we don't only care, do we, Greg? No, no you, well, you, We're you, an you care. Podcast. We are indeed, <laughs> but I think when you sort of argued over like sort of, well, you six, seven, eight place teams arguing against each other, um, well, no, no one really care. There we go. See, no one cares. In terms of the first of all, in terms of the embellishments. I don't know. I don't know. But then saying that, one of your guys are banished against Sheffield tonight. So it's tip for tap, really. Players do these things. He's already games, on his way so. down. So you, you yeah, exactly. So, well, so there we go. Well, he, he, you may have to jump onto the tansy stick to make it look like you've been hooked. But you're you know. incapable of doing that. Oh, you, you're getting a little bit 
Look, and no, see their scarf too. You can't, you can't make something up to, to argue more. So you tell him, you tell him he didn't like head towards the stick because if you've been tripped, that's all if you no, did. Because it was his, his his left leg. Tansy's leg came. Tansy's stick came towards it. He was already slipping. Is what I was saying. I don't okay. think he was trying to get a call. I think he just slipped. But okay. if, and uh, but right anyway, go back to the Talberg one. Okay, any you don't have to talk about your precious Sheffield Steelers. Go back to the Talberg incident. I'm going to go back to the goal. Um, right. I think that's the problem, isn't it? Do we even know what the rule is anymore? Do we know under what circumstances that they should be getting reviewed? Um, to me, it looked like a goal. Um, there you go. I'm defending your team, and I think that over. Override your decision on the ice. You've got to be very, very... He's got to be a good reason to do that. If, I'd, I'd, I'd get it first if he said no goal and take it to review and then still don't give a goal. That would make complete sense. Yeah, because no yeah, you, you, you've you tried to make the right decision. You call on the ice. You're not totally sure. You go and check evidence. And if you ever override your decision, fair play. And everyone would have no beef with that at all. But to then second-guess yourself to put if you disallowed the goal in such an important game is a bit bizarre without factual reason to disallow that goal. And therein lies the problem. Do we, you know, we've been around a long time, the three of us. We don't really know what the rule is when it's allowed to be challenged or what. And Yeah, in a game as big as that, there needs to be a bit more, I suppose, concrete uh, information that the, the fans should understand even. Unless they have to come and dictate, you know, and, and explain every decision to every single fan in the country. <laughs> But yeah, it seems extreme to literally then to wave off a goal you've once given without a full explanation it seems a bit, a bit cruel and a bit, you know, Greg, unfair. The Elite League tweeted back to the no goal. They actually woke up, someone was operating the Twitter and said, um, we didn't have above camera angle, so the goal wasn't given. So why the call should have stood? The call should have stood. And then people went back to the elite leader and said, well, what, this is what it was. We, we are understanding. And they've just gone radio silence. Every week on this fucking podcast, we say, give us the answers we need. Because we are the fans. We support this product. With no fans, you don't have a league. No. No, it's, it's, it does seem a crazy decision because you've got was the ref who was stood behind the goals looking at it. That's what the goal was. And the goal was given. He was He was directly there. So... You know, he's seen that, he's given a goal. So I'm assuming it was Dundee who called for the review, uh, I take it, after after all that. Which then is even more baffling why the refs have then gone away, looked at it. He's already given the goal. He's like, it's good, I can see it. And then he's walked away and for some reason has come back and said, well, actually, no, it's not. And, and, and changed his mind. Um, but And then, yeah, I've seen that little sort of, Tweet from the from the league saying, "Oh, you know, they haven't got overhead cameras. Doesn't matter. He was stood in a better position than any camera could be in to see that mm-hmm. that puck across the line. So it's, it's irrelevant. But then, you can see, they've not backed that up with anything else other than that statement. So again, we're just left in the dark as to what they actually." Arguing. We just want answers, don't we? Uh, but yeah. on, from the Blaze point of view, if you score one or two goals at home, you, you're not going to win games. Um, and then uh, again, the Sheffield game would be it'd be wrong of us, and I know I hate it because it's my team. But the the actions of the the, the Coventry plays after after the Sheffield game. So for context, Sheffield 
score, uh, well, the puck's in the net as the buzzer goes. The green light is on. The game is finished. But Fox calls for a review on the goal. Goal difference is not a factor with the Sheffield Steelers. I think Fox was an imp- doing a full implementation of the rules, but a bit of being a bit of a shit house, asking for the goal to be reviewed. And the commentary plays skate off. Taron Cozen leads away. He's not sticking around. Norris tries to call the blaze back, but I mean, I've tweeted my thoughts, but boys, fucking hell. And and, uh, yes, it's the, the blaze were in the wrong for skating off. is the first thing you have to say, because it's, it's just not a done thing. Is it? You had sponsors there who are waiting. They had a sort of, um, you know, there was things they had to fulfill there and that side of things. And it wasn't just the fact that they just lost a game or the circumstances, there's things you have to do at the end of the game. And, they, and that's one of those things that they should have stayed just for that. And, you know, it, it's a poor show from, from the Blaze players. And there was one guy in particular who made his feelings well known in the Sheffield crowd with his incessant booing, which said to him, he I was right. I want to find out who that is. Yeah, absolutely. He was committed full on. Oh, it was beautiful. It was, it was. Um, but like, like you said, I think what led to that was the fact that that goal was reviewed for what I can see as for no reason whatsoever other than to wind up Coventry. Yeah, I agree with that. I, the game was done. I mean, uh, again, angles from the bench compared to angles from when you watch on the webcast or live, whatever. The light, green light, as in behind the goal, which happens in Sheffield, was clearly on a split second before the puck went over the line. So it was clearly after the after the buzzer. It had no impact on the game. It'll have no impact on the league. So maybe Valoran would want the goal if it was is a chance it could get given. I don't see why the the club, the club or the coach or the whoever the bench is calling for that review. It didn't make any sense. But by the same token, I was just it was I was it was bizarre that Coventry did that because it was if there was like sixty minutes of being hard done by and not getting calls. They had a lot more power plays than Sheffield did. It got into a little bit. <laughs> Let's just say soft ones in the third. So it's not as if like they were on the end of a lot of you know bad decisions of the evening. I thought the referees were quite poor for both. Um, I didn't think it was, it was a good night for the officials. That being said, the, the team didn't help themselves. There was I think two back to back sky from memory. Too many men for, for yes, Coventry. There was like Dowd and Saucerman put the puck over the glass. It, so they're five on three for two delay game penalties. You know that's bizarre. Sorsman's becoming a bit of a habit of this lately where he's clearing the puck and it's just going to draw the glass and conceding player game penalties and that's 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 that. these are things that can kind of kill you in games and they'll need to sort of work that out and try and get a bit more sort of uh, sensible with their defensive plays. But it, it was it was a bad game, I think, to be fair. It wasn't a very good game. Neither the team did themselves any favours. Coventry for me with a better team in the second. They yeah, outshot I agree. Sheffield heavily. Maybe the couple of chances Greenfield obviously is such a good goalie, it's hard to beat him. And I think when he's on his game, he must be annoying to play against as well. But yeah, it's a shame. Um, because I've seen a lot of things over the years in, in games where for the sixty both teams have been battling and killing each other or they're frustrated with the referees. But never seen a team do that before. And I was a little bit surprised and thought Coventry weren't that petty to be fair. And seventh like who was it that Norris who said they got called him back on? At least he had something about him. Well, Danny then, was shouting and Norish was I it's just fucking inexcusable and it makes us look so petty. Mm. Um and 
the reality you're saying about our second period, when there was a pushback, it was 2-1, and we get a, a power play with two minutes, six to go in, in the second, so we would have the full two minutes, and it's fucking inexcusable for a player to take a penalty when you're on the power play. And we, we take a hooking call, and then Norwich gets tangled up, so we ended up being on a four four and three penalty kill and Sheffield score because that that unfortunately the Sheffield power play is a joy to watch. They play like the the triangle and they just stretch yeah. you. And you just know it's it's like the old power play of the early league days of the elite league and you just know that Sheffield are inevitably going to score power play goals. And they got two tonight and, and a shorty as well. And a shorty and the Blaze had eight power plays. So and for 40 minutes, we were in the game. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it was bad. And the fact that some of the guys didn't even come back onto the ice, you know, no, I want to be included in the man of the match as well. That's not a good look. And I think that uh, the league, Dops, will they come out now when they give a, I think a, they have a fine, to. whatever, do you know what I mean? It's just that, mm. yeah. I, and I don't think it's, 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 it's fair on the fans as well because it makes... Yeah, they haven't even acknowledged their own fans getting off the ice as well. They've, they've just gone. No, they, I mean? they did on the way out first time. <laughs> first time, did they? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, anyway, that's it. Anything you want to add, Greg? Uh, not on that particular thing, no. It's, um, I think we've said all, all we can do on that. It's just silly. Just silly from the Blaze. Well, that wraps up the first half of the podcast. Greg, as ever, lovely to have you on, mate. As ever, always a pleasure. So, yeah, absolutely, guys. So we had a first half. That means you normally need a second half. And joining us after his travels around to over to the other side of the pond, it's Mr. Grant. How are you, David? I'm great to be uh, chatting to you, Scott. Uh, even the diva. That's if he doesn't jump in and out. I didn't miss that whilst on travels. Um, bit tired. as we literally landed this morning, but uh, a very good trip. Uh, but always better to be uh, catching up with you guys. I've also got another guest, and it's a team that's won five home games in a row. And from the Cats Whiskers, how are you, mate? I'm all right, mate. Very uh, a bit tired, not quite as far travelled as uh, Mr. Grant, uh, but yeah, a couple of long, long trips over the last couple of weeks, and then with an illness in between. But yeah, otherwise doing doing all right. Thanks. You both listened to the first half of the podcast, and is there anything that you picked up on that you want to discuss? Um, yeah, I just want to touch on um, the stuff you were talking about, about uh, Mr. Russell and his um, temper tantrum on Wednesday. Um, I will clarify it. Totally understand why you would lose um, lose your shit a bit, but the goal's not given and then they don't use the video review, even if it's a, just a cur- cursory you know, five-second look just to confirm that there was no issue with the goal. I mean, there was no issue with the goal. We can see that from the replays. Um, I think Jono's commentary made that perfectly clear, what he thought as well. Um, but yeah, you, you can't be chucking stuff on the ice. Should be a ban. And then he followed up by screaming in the referee in the linesman's face as well. It You know, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't his finest moment. Um, and I did like the conspiracy theories as, oh, let's get him back for the Sheffield game um, on that bit. But uh, we've got it. We yeah. Do. Yeah, it's, 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 it's the modern world. It's coincidental. Normally, it works the other way. If you know yeah. you've got Sheffield coming up, that's when you get your bans. <laughs> they just yeah. so happen to, oh, we'll just extend the ban just to cover the Sheffield game as well. So, yeah, look at David's face. 
<laughs> David, the Sheffield fans normally have a lot to say. There's been a few said this week on Twitter. Have um, your say. I'll go on to that afterwards. So I'll jump on the Pete Russell thing. Um, we talk a lot about consistency. And there's not a cat and else chance that you can say this is consistency. Bear in mind Tom Cooley. Now, I understood the breakdown. Um, I understood the breakdown that Greg said from Cardiff's professional troll uh, on Twitter. Um, either way, if you set the bar by saying, if you get thrown out the game and it's a game bound and you've thrown something, you do the same. They fucked up. Let's be, let's be transparent about it. They fucked up on this one. Um, conspiracy theories... Nah, I don't. I don't buy it. It's a little town mentality that. Um, but I do. I will say the the elite league's just fucked up. But if the problem is, it then allows the conspiracy theories. It allows people to go. Well, it must be because of this. It must be because of that. I just think they're just fucked up. You can't just say fine and ban one person for doing the same thing and then just say so fine. It's nah, not a crap. It came as a massive surprise as well, though, because I, I mean, I've got a lot of respect for Pete. You know he does. He's does. He's been doing a great job with GB. He did a decent job with the clan. Um, you know, he started to put things right. I think in Cardiff. And but you know you can tell it was a tight game. He's probably frustrated at his team's third period performance. Um, you know, yeah. After you know they were superb in the second, and then it was like a night and day. You know, in the third, and we took full advantage. Um. Yeah. I'll say one thing. Maybe, maybe we didn't get the ban because of the pathetic door slamming. You, you give that three, <laughs> four out of ten. Pete Russell can do better. You know the Scottish aren't weaklings in that department. He can do a lot better. I, in fairness, of everything that was disappointing, which I enjoyed the meltdown, that was a disappointment. It was a bit of a pathetic uh, door slamming. So maybe that's where he got away with it. I don't know. Maybe. What I did find bizarre, and I meant to say it earlier, was his interview post game. It was like nothing ever happened. It was like he forgot about it, and he was all calm and collective. Like, "Hello, Pete. Did you not? No. Okay. It was. Um. It was like split. Deflection. Like, yeah. Well, not not the Tory. Here we go. Not the Tory. I don't know deflection because he 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 just ignored it. Just so, mind trick. I'll just talk yeah. all calm and reason. It didn't happen. Nothing. Nothing to see. Was, uh, yeah. Move James along. McAvoy. Move along. James McAvoy in split. It was. Uh, it was a. Great, it was great work. You you, you wouldn't have realised anything. Anything that happened, Mr. Grant, was there anything else you wanted to pick up on the first half? So, um, I, I love Greg to bits. He is the, uh, he is the beautiful Tory bastard. We'll call him the BTB. But uh, for one second, I've got to pick him up on one thing. You say Sheffield fans in this particular moment to be kind of keep level-headed and everything. And then the same breaths tell them to get excited. It's like, Greg, I'd love you to just... Uh, Clarify your position. I appreciate in the world of Torydom, there's a lot of deflection and you, you muddy the waters. Um, I'm, I'm sure we'll, I'll message him and we'll get a, a clarification. Uh, but you mentioned, Scott, about Sheffield fans having a lot to say. Um, from the outside looking in, uh, reading a lot of, uh, of Twitter recently, um, if I'm honest with you, I think it's just been a lot of bulks recently. And I think everyone, there's a lot of amplifying positions from either side of the coin this particular week at Sheffield and everyone who's looking for stuff to go and nibble and and, and have a go and save receipts etc etc amplifying that side of things next week up with Belfast probably wear sooner with the shirts there just seems to be a lot of amplifying their positions on Twitter and I'm just like guys let's just take a step back deep breath be more funny instead of just this 
a consistent level of just rubbish. Do you, do you think there's an element that says Sheffield fans are bored? Because they know the league's won and there's no real title challenge coming their way. It's been done for a while. They easily cantered to most wins in most games and they got a little kickback off Cardiff, but they, they just don't know how to and celebrate help, this help, league title help win, by really. The, help by the oh, referee. I, I, does. Oh. <laughs> Say that again, Ant. Help by the referee in the win against us. Ah, Gio. <laughs> no, Do you think there's enough, an element of that? I've had enough years of uh, dubious ones go your side. It's every season, all teams get them. They go the way of them, they don't go the way, and it's just they do balance themselves out by the end of the season. I, it, it turns your question, Scott. Are we bored? No, I don't think we are. Are we waiting to enjoy our moment when we decide to enjoy it? I think there's an element of that. I know that there are certain people, there's one giggling like a, with a grin like a Cheshire cat, waiting for people to say particular lines. And I, I think the Sheffield fan base will wait at a particular moment when they're ready as a collective. Individuals may have done it sooner. But uh, I think as, I think it's more they're waiting for a moment to just be able to go, do you know what, we can enjoy this. Um, yes, some people may disagree that they, there's no being burnt before, but from a collective perspective, I think the time, it's t- the time between last title wins and the previous attempts where we've faltered badly at this part of the year, not as, not as, as sooner than now. So, you know, there's a, a few different con- comparisons, but... I think they're just waiting for that right moment to then go mm. right. Let's put the foot down and let's enjoy ourselves. But that moment will happen as and when they decide to do so. Jonathan, how are you, my friend? <laughs> you know, I've been itching to get involved for the last two minutes. You know. I know okay, you have. So... You're the worst person for it. <laughs> Diva's going to deep. <laughs> right then, you, you talk about this date and time. Let, let's put like a, a, a time stamp on this, nope. David. When when you're going to start celebrating then? When I decide to start celebrating. When you do. What about the rest of the of your home city then? When can they start celebrating? When they decide to celebrate. In your personal <laughs> opinion, in your professional opinion, which date will that be then? Uh, date between now and the end of the season. All oh, right, this move is, on. This, move is, on. this <laughs> is like Tory's Tory conference, right? I. I'll just I'll just add one thing before we move on, Scott. Is um, it going to be something sensical and you're going to like put your meat on the bones of it, and you're only no, going to back yourself, or you're just going to give me waffle here? I'm not waffling. Oh, you were. I'm not waff- I don't think I am. I appreciate okay. you don't think I am, but uh, what I will say is, um, from what I've read highlights wise, the. Um, the game, Cardiff-Sheffield, was a bit of a belter. And I do agree with you, Scott, to a point that that should be potentially, unless things go badly wrong for either side, your playoff final. And I definitely agree, I don't want two or three periods of overtime. In particular, painful. the NIC, the um, bars and that were shut, even just for water was shut when it comes to the second overtime. Like People needed water to yeah. get through that one. But uh, no, I agree with you in that respect. So right. there you go. No, well done, mate. Well, yeah, well done, mate. Well done. Right, I, I don't like um, the, the static winning games. I'm fully in the camp of the Panthers. So, John, you can take over and ask Ant these questions because I don't want to hear it, really. Okay, right, Ant. I'm sure you'll uh, love re- sort of counting your weekend up in Glasgow. Um, of all the fixtures you played recently, you'd have to say probably this is probably the most important, you'd say, in terms of a point, four-point swing. Surely, a little bit uh, disappointed with the result on the weekend. And thinking about it, I, I 
pretty much I think I've read a stat that they let in eight goals in 13 shots at one stage during the second and into the third period. Talk me through it. I don't really know what to, to say. We, tr- we tried to, um, we tried to recap it um, on, on Cats Whiskers uh, that we recorded last night, Adam and I did, and, and we still quite, don't quite know what happened. Um, there was an element of poor officiating, shall we say. Um, there was a, a big element of rock um, needing some protection, which led on to the whole conversation about Robinson. I'm sure you're going to ask me about him at some point. Um, and, you know, it was Tetlow's first game back. And instead of then deciding to line one of our defencemen as a as a forward, put him on fourth line or whatever, we rolled 7D. So I don't think that helped either. I think because you're mixing and matching your pairings then and, and, and everything's changing throughout the game. It was after going ahead in, in what, 10 seconds as well, um, similar to what we did against Fife. Um, yeah, none of us saw that second period or, or the third period coming at all. But I tell you what, the fans that went, probably about 100 Panthers fans up there, um, they still stayed to the end and, and clapped and cheered that team off. We it's got to be frustrating now. Really? Oh, it, hugely frustrating. Sorry, yeah, we were... We, Adam and I were chatting in the car on the way on the way up, and we were saying about, oh, what's what can we think of this weekend? And I was saying, look, we get three points this weekend from from the uh, Glasgow and Belfast games. That is a phenomenal weekend for us. We've got terrible record against Belfast, um, but we have to beat Glasgow. It's a it is a four pointer. If we if we're going to continue this momentum that we've built, and we have clawed, sorry to 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 use a Panthers analogy, but we have clawed ourselves back to within touching distance. We have to be beating clan. We can't be going to overtime or anything like that. So it was almost identical to the um, the, the the Cardiff um, losing to us and then beating Sheffield. It kind of like undoes itself. It's the same thing. It, we've kind of yes, it, it's fantastic to beat Belfast. We were buzzing yesterday. Um, we were so so happy, and it was. I tell you what, though, it was a great great bounce back performance. You know, to to go away and. From Rock in particular, who had a really bad game on Saturday. He was phenomenal yesterday. But it just makes losing Saturday even worse, if that makes sense. Yeah, if not to leave the point. If, 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 if conceding nine goals isn't bad enough. Yeah, I mean, not to leave the point at all, but you beat Cardiff one one game, you get beat by Glasgow and battered by Glasgow the next game, and you come back and beat Belfast. So that's three games. You've won the hardest two games on paper, but you've lost the most important now, if you beat them in regulation, I, I don't really look at the fixtures or the schedules that far down on the table. I'm sorry, Ant, but I'm pretty sure that would have meant that that wasn't a dig. It's pretty just stating facts. Would that pretty much made you level with Glasgow on points um, if you'd won that game Saturday? Or near as with the games in hand? I, I, I don't know. I looked at the table um, just over a week or so ago. Um, I think Fife had played 41 games and what they've played. So two before this weekend, basically. And if everybody had played the same amount of games and everybody had won those games, which I know you can't do because teams play or whatever, we we could have gone sixth. We would have gone sixth because of like the games in hand and and, and the way that all worked out. That now is now we, we're looking at eighth. And that's on a, on a joint points as well. So, yeah, it was a big... 
a big hammer blow to uh, it. But like I say, we we bounced back well yesterday. We've now got a week off, thankfully. Uh, we don't play again until Saturday, but we have got a tough run of games coming up throughout March. I think there's not many not many weeks where we're not playing midweek, so it's going to be a tough ask. But I still believe we can do it. As if by fate, you play Devils again, I believe, on Sunday. Um, we all know how it normally ends. Confident of another win against the Devils next weekend? Uh, not at your rink, no. <laughs> home and away. You can be Cardiff home and away, to be fair. It's pretty yeah, much been the I case mean, in the last game. One of our first games back um, after, the, after you know, when we returned, obviously we went down to your place and gave you a proper shoe-in. It was great. Um, it was a good night celebrating in Cardiff afterwards as well, but um, it it will be it'll be tough. We've got two tough games um, this weekend. Oh well, every game's a tough game now, you know. To to roll out the cliches, um, what is what, who knows? I mean, Belfast were the better team yesterday, but we defended superbly. Rock was really good, and we took our chances. If we can do that in Cardiff, then there is no reason why we can't come away with a win. One plus point I think you can maybe take from those last few games is, again, Logan Nielsen. Absolutely on fire in the last sort of four weeks or so as well. His brother obviously gets all the plaudits, playing for GB, he's all man's, bit of a legend. And now the next one's coming along. Talk us a little bit about uh, Mr. Nielsen. Um, to coin uh, the phrase that we tried to use yesterday, Sex Nielsen Hockey has returned to Nottingham, <laughs> which to, uh, sure is delighting um, the other 11 uh, teams. Yeah, he's... Um, not is you know is is there's there's no player in that roster who has taken any days off or anything like that throughout the whole season. It just wasn't happening for Logan in front of the net, and then all of a sudden, maybe he's eating an extra Weetabix for his breakfast or or what have you. Um, it's it's just started happening, and it and it it, it makes it look easy now as well. Um, he's appearing, he's in the right place at the right time. Um, his goal on on Saturday, he put himself in front of the um, front of the goalie and and made a nuisance of himself and got the touch on it. Completely different to his goal last night against Belfast. It was you know it was a lovely finish. Um, long may it continue. I mean, we've had players on ridiculous point streaks as well. Um, so yeah, it's um, with <laughs> everything's kind of clicking uh, mostly. Unfortunately, when it's not clicking, we get uh, pumped. <laughs> well, it's good to... Well, it's not good to see. Absolute bullshit. But it, you're not just relying on the one line. But there, there was one thing that we picked up on last week with Mike Robinson leaving. I was a little bit critical of the the, the PR from the Nottingham Panthers. It came across a little bit bitchy. And with the season you've had, I didn't like it. Uh, what was your thought process with him leaving? If you look at his stats, it wasn't a great return. He wasn't getting a, a lot of hockey, but he probably would have came in for Rock in that game in Glasgow at the weekend if you needed him. So what's your feelings towards the last week with the Mike Robertson news? Um, disappointment, really. Um, we Robinson had a couple of games where he wasn't great, but you then, sorry, Scotty, but the, uh, the winning Coventry, Robinson was fantastic. Especially if you think you're conceding two goals in less than sixty seconds at the start of the game. After that, he was he was top notch. Um, so to lose him, I think more for us 
it was because it happened after the signing deadline. We can't replace him now. We can't do anything now. So we've now got to ride Rock until the end of the season. If he gets hurt, we've got Lucas Sheldon, who has not seen a competitive minute. Can you? you know, so, can you not be a bit cheeky? Because goal, with the de- the deadline days and goalies, I'm not condoning it. But couldn't you then say Luca picked up an injury and bring someone else in? Could you not bend the rules? I know, obviously, I mean, if you do that is, now, everyone's going to everyone's going to go, oh, you've done it. But you know, was it was it last season we brought in the lad from Manchester? Yeah, I mean, there was so whole host of rumours that we would we we tried to get Shane Owen in, and he didn't want to come down from Scotland because five foot five were out of the contention yeah. and what have you, which is fair enough. Um, and then we ended up with getting the lad from Manchester. Um, so even if even if that becomes a, a, a potential, you know, way in, there's no guarantee we'll be able to get, you know, just... a, a reasonable standard. Oh, well, I think it is all, I mean, I'm going, going back looking nearly 20 years. We had it with Koenig. His his father was very unwell. He had to go home. There was talk of us getting Steve Lyle in. I think Sheffield at the playoffs a few years ago, did you have an issue? I'm not too sure I might be getting mixed well, up there. But Steve Lyle play for us in a playoffs? Yeah. I, I don't think, I think my Panthers, if they you could got, explore that, got, really, they should. You got gospel in, didn't you, as well? So Gospel, Sam, 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 Sam Gospel in, but that was yeah. implementation um, of the rules. As long as they're done, it's all good. Yeah, I mean, or I mean, cheekily, if we do make the playoffs, all that's going to happen is probably we'll we'll finish eighth, play Sheffield, win the first game at home um, comfortably, um, and then something will happen to our goalie in the first minute of the second leg, and uh, poor old Lucas Sheldon will have to come in and. Uh, and face a shake. Uh, yes, I'm still bitter, David. I'm still bitter. As long as he doesn't all these years later, that from Jonathan Phillips, <laughs> it weren't like it was the first liner who scored past him. Yeah, yeah, but uh, hey ho. Yeah, it was that. Like I say, you, we don't know. Nobody knows the the full reasons behind him deciding to leave. Um, you can't blame any any of the players um, for you know what's what's gone on this season if they have wanted to um, to go. Um, but uh, yeah, the timing of it was uh, disappointing. Um, a week earlier makes a it makes a huge potentially huge difference. Taking the results without, without bending the rules, of course. Um, taking the results that you've lost and then the run you've been on, has that really gave the galvanisation that a couple of months ago it looked like Nottingham were dead and buried? They were going to finish tenth, ninth, not make the postseason, not even get close to. But there's now a quite a glimmer of hope that actually eighth place is getting more and more realistic. Do you reckon that the, the galvanisation with the results, there's that drive and believe of, do you know what, we were so dead and buried, pardon the pun, um, uh, sort of in the sort of end of, sort of December time. Do you reckon that galvanisation is getting Nottingham to the postseason? It could potentially, you know, it's like, I, I think, I said last time we were on, it's it's not like we were getting pumped week in, week out. They were close games that we were losing. We were just not getting the bounces. We weren't getting the rub of the green. That's changed slightly. And and I think um, something that we mentioned again on, on our podcast was the, the interview that Kevin Moore did when he came out and basically said, Look, these these guys have watched their teammate die on the ice. 
they are, you know, they are fragile. I think it was after the um, fan capitulation at home. And then, what, two, three days later, Aaron Fox comes out and says, you know, all the fans and other people that are, are having a go at this team can get bait, effectively, just get in the bin. From then, we've just kicked on and, and you know, the, the wins of... We've, we're stringing a few wins together rather than it just being like a one win, five losses. Um, it's yeah, it's it's still going to be a tough ask. Um, I know I did obviously listen to what um, what you said after the um, after I was last on uh, JW um, about that. You know, you know, we're done. There's no chance of us making it. Um, so just to rub it in all of your lots faces uh, more than anything to get to that final eight would be. Uh, Almost like winning a championship. To be fair, don't take it personally. I did the <laughs> I same know, to Dundee know, as well. I, I just I, I got my sort of uh, commitments mentioned. What a turnaround they've had as well. Yeah. What a turnaround <laughs> yeah, Dundee have had. They have, but then they were a bit of a slide, looking like they're heading towards ninth place again. And the weekend they did amazing with four points. So uh, I wouldn't take it personally. And this, you know, this, the, the league this year is mad, isn't it? I mean, the the elite league um, even posted yesterday, didn't they? So last year, thirty-five points got you in the playoffs. And this year we're sat on thirty-five points with what two months to go, month and a half to go, and we're in tenth position. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Apart from apart from them lot at the top, it's uh, quite close between everybody else. Like you say, them lot at the top. In reality, if you're chasing eighth spot, do you really want to come in eighth, really, and have to maybe face Sheffield in the quarterfinal? I don't want to play Sheffield ever at the moment because. I can't remember the last time we beat him, but uh, um, yeah, I, I kind of think back to um, can you guys remember when Belfast won the league at a counter? No, were, never, they, no, they, no clue. And they were in the cup final um, against us, um, and then they, you know, were at playoffs, and they absolutely shut the bed against us in the cup final and in the playoffs because they'd basically played a month of non-competitive games. Yeah. I think that's the only thing we can hope for for this sh- the Sheffield team. No offence, David, but uh, well, no, every offence meant actually. To be fair, um, nobody wants to, nobody wants to see a Steelers grand slam, <laughs> except maybe Steelers fans. Have you got to play the clan again? I believe so. Um, I, I've not actually thought about looking at the fixtures or really crap pre- pre- preparation for me today, isn't it? But uh, yeah, um... well, you're in the doghouse anyway because. If you ever send me something like you've sent me on a WhatsApp with a, a a scarf over the greatest defenseman to ever play in the Elite League history, a, a player that the Nottingham Panthers can only dream of, and you drape your mucky scarf over the frame, I was not happy. I was not a happy buddy. But the but... thing is, I did it as obviously as a bit of a laugh, and obviously you know you you roll with the punches. You get if you give it out, you've got to take it. So uh, Lewis deservedly so rubbed it in our faces that, you know, after after the clan game. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it set off a terrible day of sport for both me and Adam with Notts and United losing and then England losing in the rugby as well. So, um, good job the wrestling was good. Um, but was, yeah, I... it was, we just basically did it to see how long Lewis would know it would be without Lewis noticing it. And you ruined it. You ruined it by messaging well, him. Well, I thought he, he <laughs> cocks everything that goes on in his house, so I thought he would have. Um, David, John, do you got anything else you want to touch upon with Nottingham? I was a big fan of what he did, to be fair. I was all for it. I thought it was good. Mate, Mischievous bit of fun. 
you're hard. Start <laughs> <laughs> a comeback. <laughs> anyway, oh, sorry. To to go back to your mess, uh, ask about the clan. Yes, we play them twice, once away, once away. Ooh. Massive. We play on an Easter Monday, in fact, at our place. So. Massive. That should be fun. No Last one from me. Um, yeah, no pen. We all know they're not massive as much as they sort of try and play on it. They're pretty shit as well, aren't they? So don't take it personally. Then they've been called shit by me, Fife, you guys. Most teams are shit, to be fair, in this league. Last one, I, I know we kind of get ahead of ourselves a little bit. And we all know what you've been through as a club this year and all the tragedy that obviously has kind of uh, completely changed the course of the season for your team. If you were in charge of, of recruitment next season, what would you do? Would you kind of almost like start again with a brand new squad and try to sort of move on as much as, much as you can do? Or would you like to see a few of the guys brought back and then just give them another go and hope that they can sort of put things behind them to some extent and, and, and really have a good go to, to bring success to Nottingham? It's a hard question to answer because each and every player deserves every sort of commendation, every accolade for sticking with it um, and, and going through to the end. Um, there is no player in that roster. And this is very strange. And maybe there is a touch of um, emotion ab- about that. There is no player in that roster that I want to see leave. I'd be happy for all of them to come back. Can I think, do I think we need to upgrade? Of course, because the bottom line is at the moment we're 10th. Um, you know, so with the, the there is look looks there where you think, oh, maybe we could do with a, a a bit of pace at the back, maybe a bit of strength up front. Um, but you're talking minor tweaks as opposed to, and yeah, if they, if I, I think the management team and I hope the coaching staff are all back as well. I think they deserve another crack of the whip. Um, I think the players will have to make that decision themselves. Um, I think whether they decide to take an alternative career, um, if you're looking at the likes of, say, Caruso, who's you know, coming to the end of his playing career and things like that, I think given give them the chance. Um, but if we certainly... I, I want to see... We've we've been so unlucky almost with injuries. It just, just as we're coming back to almost full fitness, we, we then lose, you know, another couple of players to injury again selfishly I want to see his run with um, ideally an extra forward an extra import forward an extra import D-man next season from the start as opposed to having to bring them in retrospectively and maybe that's where you can sort of maybe pick and change I know you talk, you, you've got your favourite in uh, Cardiff who, who who tends don't you Scott you've got that lad in Cardiff that you uh, you want to see uh, play week in week out but <laughs> You know that sort of, that sort of thing. You can then pick players to suit who you're playing. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard hard to to predict at the moment. It's it is it's a tough question for you, but I can understand your points and you wanting everyone back. But what I I do I do feel is the guys that will come back will want to come back for a real reason. It's tough for them to do that. And if you do get a core of guys back and they they can get your new imports in, and if you get your coaching staff back, I'm personally not sure on Pep, but you see it more week in, week out. But if Nottingham managed to get a core back and get a decent bunch of players, then they could be quite dangerous next year. 
in a sense, because there should be such a feel-good factor around the rink. I think your season ticket sales will go up and you'll do really well. Because you're looking at your your attendances, it does seem to be you've out of such a tragedy. There is a positive within the fan base now. It, that and the, you know, there's there's such a connection at the moment between the fans and the club as well. Um, needs to continue. You know, it, need, it does need to continue. I think you're right. If the player, the players that do come back, if any of them do choose to come back next season, they are coming back for all the right reasons. Yeah. And what motivation they've got there to, you know, to to move things forward. Um, it is a fairly young roster, you know, so you could, you know, we, we we're kind of using the elite league almost as a players using the elite league to to go on to bigger and better things. Um, so you could lose a couple of players that way for, you know, to sort of the bigger European teams maybe. Um, but yeah, it it would be a massive boost to have a. We've not had a a core of players. Yeah stay at the club for for a few seasons now um for various reasons um so to have that i don't think we've had that since the, when we led up to to winning the league and we had the likes of matt francis jordan fox um craig kowalski who were there for three four five seasons yeah um yeah. i mean you can't replace a a jordan fox but you've also got the the fact that you've not had betridge you've had tetlow missing for half a season so Hate to say it, but you know, next season it'd be interesting to see what the Nottingham Panthers do. Any other business boys? I've got two bits, David. I, I have nothing. Um, I'll just say, uh, well done on the episode last week. Um, it was a good listen. Um, I gave Lewis my thoughts on his call out on Twitter, so uh, we should leave it at that. But uh, well done on that, mate. Um, yeah, no, apart from that, nothing for me. Mr. Williams. No, it's Mavs Monday, isn't it? Uh, no, oh, Ant, have you got anything else you want to... Um, this is maybe, maybe not the place to ask it, but uh, as the Coventry Blaze representative on, on this podcast, um, obviously Lewis and I chatted loads over the weekend, as you expect when you stop in at some at your mate's house. What is going wrong in Coventry attendance-wise? Um, what can be done? It was like I I can remember the days not that long ago either, where getting a ticket to a Coventry Panthers game was nigh on impossible. And, do you know? And, I can answer that. I feel people have found other stuff to do because the the crowd base is still there. You look at our attendances over the Christmas period, the games with yourselves, uh, the games with the Cardiffs. The rink was pretty full. So it's whether people now just see it as a Christmas treat to having a a real sporting desire for the team. And I feel like there has been that disconnect. If you look over the changes over the years of who still goes from the old fan base has been a massive overhaul. It's, it's all new, new, new faces. And to be fair to them, they've done really well and continued because we have not been a successful team. I also think the price and bracket of the elite league has outstretched now because when I started going in 2001, the ticket was £8 for an adult, £4 for a child. That's tripled in price in those 20 years. Wages, inflation hasn't done that. And it's very unaffordable for a family to watch Elite League ice hockey anymore. Um, I, I, I mean, I couldn't do it every week. Now, I think when you're paying 24 quid for a, a run-down Skydome as well, the toilets have never, not been upgraded. 
it's uh, as much as I love my rink, and I think it's one of the best rinks in the city for away fans to come to because you've got ever the bars and that. But once you're doing it every week, it can be quite mundane. We've also, and I know you take the piss, we've lost the car park as well. It's just been a bit shit, really. Um, so I just feel like the pricing, and we've not won anything since 2015. Can I also add one more thing as well to that list? David and I can testify to this. I think what has massively affected the home crowds is Scott not really attending any games anymore. Um, we've witnessed his little kind of uh, group of welcomers that give him a handshake and hug him like he's some kind of mafia don. Um, and Scott not being around has probably massively affected the crowds. There's probably 500 fans down now because of Scott's absence. So in his quest to help the club in the social media side of things, He's cost this club a lot of money on the gate, unfortunately. <laughs> it's pretty selfish of him. It's like he just draws them all in. It was beautiful to see, to be fair, wasn't it, Dave? I mean, yeah, you're not wrong, no. It's, it's just, I mean, just from, I was just curious because just from, like I say, it used to be really hard yeah. to get a ticket. And it's really sad to see. And um, as much as I, I'm the same as you are towards towards the Panthers, I've got no time for the Coventry Blaze as a, as a sporting organisation, but I want to see the blaze doing well financially and what have you. I think the yeah. league needs it. Uh, but yeah, it was just, yeah, just the thought while I've, while I've got you for five minutes, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll see if you've got anything more. Right, no, my, two, from me. my two, any other businesses is we've slagged clubs for doing theme nights and rightfully so, but I thought the Belfast Giants looked like they absolutely smashed that cowboy night everyone brought in they did really well and i think if you've got a fan buy-in and they work then fair play to the Belfast Giants a little bit especially we you can look at how well successful were the retro nights were last year if the crowd buy into it any problems boys no yeah i saw photos and it's great i um some of the european teams i follow on social media they'll have like theme nights and the crowd they've like an 80s one and the crowds will dress up in 80s stuff and you know what? If we did it over here, it may upset some of the uh, the dinosaurs who go to uh, you know don't like things in a certain way. I think it'd be great. It adds to the atmosphere. Yeah, it brings something different. I'll be honest with you. You know, hat trick scored instead of a baseball cap. puts uh, Stetson thrown on the ice. Was yeah. Oh, and he had a fight. Well, yeah. Try, well, try to. Um, I know John's not going to give any praise to the Belfasters. I must admit, I'm not for it. Yeah, when they uh, when they announced it, I just harkened back to uh, that episode of Phoenix Nights where they had the Wild West night, <laughs> and then we were coming up of uh, uh, thinking, there's a, there's a why is there a horse in the Paxton Schulte suite and in, 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 you know things like that. But no, yeah, you're right. I mean, we've got we've got a superhero theme night coming up on Saturday, which will be interesting to see, especially with this Spider Man thing for Logan Nielsen at the moment. I think you'll see a lot of the kids. Um, dressing up, so uh, we'll see. But I've, I've got a feeling we've got some jerseys coming out for that as well. Um, so that'll be, you know, let, let, let's see how that goes. We tried an eighties night last week, uh, last year. Uh, I personally loved it because the music was fantastic. Yeah, um, but there wasn't a massive buy-in from the fans. Whereas Dundee had done one a few seasons ago, which was true. They had promo videos and everything. It was theirs, yeah. theirs was brilliant. Uh, so yeah, if it's done correctly, I think pro the you know theme nights can work and they're a bit of they're a bit of fun if you how can you be miserable if you your club are doing something different and and try and have a laugh with it i mean let's have a shit on the cardiff devils night that'll be great <laughs> you know, 
I'm all for that. I'm, I'm full buy-in from everyone. On well, this. good to that. Yeah. The other one for me, and I know we mentioned it uh, last week or the week before, sorry. Uh, but I think it was like we need to give a back to the NIHL. There was a 20-game ban handed out for oh, a yeah. check to the head. Um, I've watched the, the grainy video that's um, been supplied. He doesn't check him to the head. His contact, he falls down onto the ice. And the guy's going to miss ice hockey for two and a half months. And how are we going to grow this game? And I feel like Elite League fans, uh, the Elite League kind of need to give support to the NIHL. I know we're we don't sp- supposed to like each other, but that's a shit show. And it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And you thought when this EIH was born, we'd see a change in, in anything. It's got worse and it's just pathetic because we're going to end up with no game if we were handing out two and a half month bans for a check. We we joke about that the Elite League is anything dots two games. It's a guarantee two games. You know, um, it, you know that's the guarantee. I watched that again with um, a listener of the pod uh, who's an NIHL fan, um, Scott McIver, and he showed me a couple of different clips. And it's the same as you. He, he hardly hits him, never mind hits to the head. And he's like, how are you coming up with 20 games? Um, I'll say this one thing. As much as we said it about the Elite League's, the adopts the NHLs maybe should have a more if they don't already have a, a definitive tariff list of if this is the penalty you can have from the beginning of minimum to the maximum. Um, the more decisions that come out, I, I feel the more it backs that notion of a publicly knowledge or something that the public can look at and not a hidden in some folder file somewhere that you if, if you're found guilty of that, you're going to get it's either from there to there, and you know, the transparency. Would be would be very good because I just don't understand where they get the numbers from. I agree. I know we're primarily an elite league part, but hockey's hockey, and it's hockey that's happening in this country, and it deserves comments. And the other day, what he said to me, "Oh, let's get on the pod and let's do something soon," and maybe we have to do that. I think maybe we just have to sort of do some recording where we do a little bit of digging on this because it's going on week after week after week, and. You talk about guys losing half a season, and I honestly believe that you keep playing this bullshit with with players' careers that walk away. You know why would they want to risk, you know, playing hockey to the to the way, the way they want to play the game if they're going to potentially to make one simple play in, in a split second and lose twenty games? It's pathetic, and yeah, I think we need to have a bit of a chat about that soon, boys. I mean, it's almost Derek Campbell levels of ban that, isn't it? For those that oh, oh, yeah. back to the days where. Uh... He went. Well, was he was he fighting in the crowd or something like that? And I, I forget think he was how many. All the way in hole, weren't he? <laughs> it was something in hole. I remember being in hole. Yeah. Proved yeah. the number, and you could kind of with that incident. And a good example to bring up, man. At least with that, you could go. I can see a logic there. It was a forty-seven game. Yeah, for some, it was, <laughs> I think it was forty-seven. Yeah, that was what came to my mind. Forty-seven. Yeah. But you could understand where the the numbers accrued from. With the NIHL ones, it's just like, oh, what we're we doing tonight? Oh, thirty-two games. It's that randomness of, of where they're coming from. And, yeah, you're going to lose players. And you get the feeling as well, it's, it's they're not hockey people as in ex-players. And maybe this is where, as much as from the Darnell, in terms of you know fast-tracking ex-players to referee, maybe this is where we start and ground them in terms of being in dops. Ex-players who know the game, understand the game. And, yes, players who may have played on the edge, but at least understood where things were coming from. Instead of someone going... This is a black and white that no one knows what the black and whites are. So maybe this is an area, and with you, John, maybe we do need to dig a bit deeper and uh, 
look at is where, you know, because if the, the tiers below the Elite League start to falter, that does have an impact on the Elite League. Absolutely it does. Well, it also goes up and down, you know, and let's just not give these uh, clowns who run the show any more excuse to make the game even worse because the game is, we've talked about before, it's starved of characters that do things that get fans entertained. And if then they're going to start giving up bands fans to do things like fight or whatever, you know, then where does it start and when does it end? So, yeah, let's just do a bit of digging on that. I think we should have a little chat about that. But, and then uh, we'll adopt space in, shall we? Yeah, why not? Sorry. And um, how would I word this? Do you know what? I look forward to your battle with the Glasgow clan to see if you can try and make eighth place. I'm not going to wish you luck, but I look forward as a neutral to see who comes out on top because I think Fife will be the other team that miss out. Are you out, allowed but... to be a neutral? Hmm? I just want to clarify, are you allowed to be a neutral? <laughs> I think so. I'll, uh, I'll uh, put my permission slips in. Uh, and my dietary requirements, but yeah. Um, no, it's got to be fine. It's only Coventry. They don't really care about Coventry, do they, on social media? So he'll be fine. He'll get over uh, there. He can be neutral. Yeah. Scott, calm down. I saw your eyes rolling then. Oh, I'm so angry sometimes, I need to Scott. work on that, actually. Oh, yeah, my uh, facial expressions. Yeah, sorry. You're not very good. You'll be a shit poker player. You're very angry there, very quickly. Not to a thousand, very quickly. Known me 20 years, and he's just saying that. <laughs> All right. And thanks for coming on, mate. No, uh, you know, thanks for having us on. I do enjoy, you know, chatting, um, chatting rubbish with you, you guys, and uh, you know, good luck to to all of your teams for the towards the end of the season, David. Celebrate your title win well. Um, it's been a long time coming, uh, but like I say, I hope you crash and burn in the playoffs <laughs> in the Challenge Cup. I love the irony of that. A Panthers fan jigging about teams winning the league <laughs> one time in 110 10 years or whatever. I like it. Go on, Ant. Yeah, Can I fight so... in? Uh, Waiting for the first they're... game in the playoffs in a few months' time. At, le- at least we used to be challengers for the league, um, even if we did, you know, uh, mess it up after, you know, at Christmas and onwards. But uh, just going for a cup or something now would be nice. Uh, but hey, hey, you know, there's always next year. Those halcyon <laughs> days of winning the old uh, Conti Cup and having that uh, buffet yeah, plate well, and stuff. Yeah, you know, uh, Continental Cups aren't for everybody, are they? <laughs> you just let, you fucking let him into that. You don't give him anything. You've just fucking given him one. Jesus Christ. John, Diva, look, I'm fucking lovely to have you back, mate. Lovely. Am I getting cut off now? Yeah, you are. All right. Thanks, mate. Good to see you. David, welcome back, you jet set. Any more trips planned or have we got you for the rest of the year? After this episode, I think I may book something else just to, to let you carry on, mate. No, I'm, I'm good for until the end of the season. Uh, the passport's put away for a couple of months. All right. Next week, David's back hosting. I'm stress-free. Not not true, but, you know, I'll be back to my normal self. Thanks very much for listening to this week's episode of the Free and Free Podcast.